Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Anigro, and we're live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And today we're going to be going over the preview for Juve Atalanta, which is going to be a big game tomorrow. Um, another big test. We've seen Juve, you know, not succeed very often with these tougher tests. So again, we need to add to the resume, as they would say in college football or college basketball, going into March Madness or the playoffs. You know, Juve's got to prove prove some points. I think previous games we haven't looked against bigger teams, I would say. We haven't looked great, barring Barcelona. And again, all our wins are, again, teams that we should be beating handily anyways. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We have a returning guest. Uh, we finally made it work. <laughs> it seems like I was always having this guy on. And then, then I was forgetting or something or falling and then inviting others on. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot him. But... Another fellow Canadian, obviously from Laval, Quebec, Luca at real underscore Juve Snob. Welcome to the show, buddy. It is always a pleasure to join you, my friend. Um, like I tell everybody, whether it's a podcast or a video or even just a yeah. conversation that's not even recorded, it's always an honor, always a pleasure. And, uh, you know, we get to talk about the sport we love and the team we love. Why not? For sure. And there's a lot to talk about. That's for sure. I mean, it's never a dull moment with this club. Um it's never too early to hate this club. I know someone was seeing, they're like, does that, does anyone else like uh, love to hate this team? And I'm like, what is it? This is your first time? <laughs> I saw that one too. I was like, yeah, first time, buddy. <laughs> first time. It's like, fucking, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is an everyday weekend thing, you know, like wake up on Sunday. It's like, let's do it again. Why not? So again, <laughs> so I haven't had you on for a while and I like to kind of refresh everybody and kind of see how they're feeling. So, so far in this season, how are you feeling about Juve, the way we're playing, tactics, Pirlo, the whole shebang, if you can kind of wrap it up in a little, with a nice bow on it? <clears throat> well, I guess the only way I could say it concisely without going into like an hour review. An hour uh, rant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because obviously it's been built up and I haven't been able to, you know, blow it out anywhere. But um, at the moment, I'm content, you know. Okay. Uh, but this is today before Atalanta, right. after <laughs> after playing Genoa. Um, if you would have asked me maybe two weeks ago, it would have been different. If you asked me maybe two weeks from now, it might be different. Right, right. Um, but I think, you know, I think we all had low expectations as soon as we heard the news of, you know, Andrea being our coach. And nothing against the man. I'm an absolute fan. But, you know, everyone has their thoughts and their different opinions, and I value them all. But I didn't expect too much because if, you know, since 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 and since they said okay Sadi's gone I'm like okay we're starting from scratch again no matter who you bring in it could have been Allegri for all I cared you're still gonna start from scratch <laughs> not that I wanted it but I'm saying like you're bringing someone even that we knew right, right. it'll be starting from yeah. scratch because exactly. it's not the same team. so um you know in terms of just looking at Serie A I'm content we're up there the fight is far from over and knowing our club and how we are it's gonna be ugly it's gonna be gritty but whatever happens happens and I'm okay uh, with knowing that at least we're putting up a fight and it's not either it's a landslide and it's not like a complete shit show. At least it's interesting. Fair point. Fair point. Um, in regards to Champions League, obviously we know where we stand at the moment. Completely, completely happy with it. Uh, very content with the, you know, the, the three nil win against Barca putting us top of the table. So I'll take that. Uh, yeah. So in general, I'm happy. You know, it's it's exciting football, and I, I've I've discussed this many times with different 
people, uh, maybe with those with you, I don't know, but I've, maybe you've seen me say it. The season's exciting again, you know, like as a Calcio fan before Juventus fan, right. to see, you know, if you look at the top five leagues in Europe right now, the leaders are like no one you would expect. Right, right. right. So it's exciting as an actual soccer fan. Um, but again, as a Juve fan, it's, you know, it's got its weekend. It's, it's on and off, right? Right. But uh, I guess my thoughts would be it's, it's, I'm, I'm content. Uh, it's a week by week thing. It changes. Obviously, I'm emotional like that. But uh, considering Juve, uh, Juve has a coach, yeah, considering it's Juve and we have a new coach and we have yeah. a lot of new players, I'm kind of happy. I can't complain. For sure, for sure. And um, I think with COVID, I think it's kind of leveled the playing field. Uh, you look at the La Liga, like you said, Atletico Madrid up top. Uh, it's been tough for Barcelona to find consistency with all the problems they've had, at least financially and as an organization. Then Real Madrid, I think they're starting to kind of heat up a little bit to get what they're showing against Atletico. But yeah, same with the other league. I mean, you got Lille in the, in the mix in, in France. Um, Ajax maybe not doing as well uh, after so long. Uh, you look at the Premier League, same thing. Yeah, uh, some some new faces after a, w- a while of uh, uh, two teams really going at it for the past two years uh, with Liverpool and Man City. So yeah, I would say yeah, it's it's good for us. I would say because, and I've always gone back to this too. We needed that competition. Because we almost need a kick in the ass sometimes. And I find this fine. People didn't want that. They're like, no, we wanted a landslide. No, no, no. You need a competitive league. Uh, you need some tests before you go into the Champions League. You don't want to just go in there playing nobodies and then all of a sudden get surprised when you're like, well, why didn't we play good against a good team? It's like, well, you have no competition. So and if, if you can sum that up in one team, which is it? Because I'm thinking and I think you might be like be able to say it. Like what team has an easy time in the league and then shits the bed in Champions League? Well, easy te- well, in the league. Um, come on, come on, Dan. You like Man it. City? Nah, man. Come on, come on, come on. The Prem is actually intense. What's a farmer's league? Well, PSG, or- obviously. Eh, voila. Well, Thank you, sir. PSG, obviously. But yeah, yeah, that's right. That was the second one. No, but I mean, Man City's had a pretty... For the most part, I would say they they walk in Premier League. Actually, this is probably their first year they're actually doing, like they're actually mm. struggling. They're they're like um, the Manchester United of the league. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of weird seeing that. And then usually they go into you. They're like, oh yeah, they're the favorites, and then they choke to Lyon after we yeah, do. Yeah, well, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I had this discussion today with uh, a guy at work, and it's like. He's like, you've got a great team, you know, and you've got a great coach, but something's not adding up. I don't know yeah. if it's, as Chiellini would say, it's in the history of, uh, <laughs> of Man City. <laughs> I, I hear him saying it, but like, I don't think yeah. it applies. I don't know if it applies to Man to City in that sense, but like, who knows? Maybe you could say the same about us right now. We're not. Well, exactly. Not- <laughs> I was going to say, that can get flipped on us so easily. Yeah, uh, exactly. But- but anyways, thanks for your thoughts, obviously, on everything. That's perfect. Uh, I think I'm, I, in my head, I planned this going a certain way. I think I'm going to flip it around. Uh, we're going to get into the Dybala stuff in a, in a sec. Um, just to quickly talk about some stuff about the actual game tomorrow. Possible rest for Alexandro. Ramsey, a favorite. Uh, some people were asking in the Forza Juventus EN group, uh, you know, what about Demiral? 
um Chiellini and Demidal slowly recovering so hopefully to have them available in the next few days I don't know if they're slowly recovering how does that mean in the next few days but apparently that came out of Pirlo's mouth um let's not let's not take these guys uh off the bench until we really need I mean okay Shaw if something really goes down where we start dropping defenders uh you might have to bring them back early but if there's no need uh do not and even if you have a chance of using Danilo and maybe like Frabotta or something like I would rather go that route than putting these guys in again and and risking injury because it seems like we're re-aggravating stuff because we're coming back way too quick um Gomez Alejandro Gomez supposed to be in the squad uh Papu apparently is going to be in the squad that sounds weird just from hearing all the stuff and I don't know if it's true or not um Josip Bilicic is out of the squad with illness so uh when we'll list a couple others in the match facts to come but what are your thoughts on that whole lot I almost thought it was fake because you had that uh uh there was 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 the one who uh reported or I saw his thread of it or something and then I'm like yeah I know that can't be true it's from a Merda fan he's he's trying to he's trying to work something uh to get some tweets some clicks so I don't know. It was um, it was something that I maybe didn't really pay attention to, but uh, yeah, I guess uh, they're at ends now after after all these years. Like what the hell? Uh, he must have insulted his wife or something. I yeah, don't, I don't for know. It happened that quickly, man. I don't know. It's it's the weirdest part of the of seeing like all these talks and he quit and then he didn't quit. And then he was asked to come back. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's such a weird story. Um, what could you, you believe? That's the question. You can only take everything like a grain, grain of salt because well, again, it's not you look to the story we're going to get to. And probably I think right now it's, well, no, we'll talk about the champions league first. Um, but you know, coming out, people coming out with contracts, this, that aggressive come making stuff up. You know, Fabrizio Romano with stuff. I don't know. It's it's tough to believe anymore uh, what people are saying, who's reporting, uh, even in the whole Dybala situation. But again, let's get to Porto first. Um, obviously, I did my live stream, and that was very successful. Thank you guys for showing up for whoever. Did. I mean, it was early. I was fucking tired. And you could probably tell in the, in the video. But um, we did it anyways, 3.30 um and then youtube decides to die and i actually got through everything and i was actually gonna close it and then it just stalled right at that point i'm like why can't i end the broadcast for like a whole day it said the broadcast was live uh, and wouldn't shut down uh but then finally they got their shit together but no it was fine actually for the majority of it um didn't have any problems at all so uh we'll probably have a lot more of those in the future but again with champions league we pick up Porto. Um, I think these draws were pretty even, barring Barcelona, PSG. Yep. Um, so no real like big clashes or anything like that, barring one, I would say. Maybe if you want to say Lazio, Bayern. But again, there's two clear teams. Or if you want to say maybe even Dortmund, Sevilla, that's maybe a little bit more even. They have both European pedigrees. Um but again, what are your thoughts on on Porto? Oh, uh, look, is that and from, is that who you wanted? Obviously, look going from into- the list that we were we had as options. It's obviously, I think, one of the better ones. Right. Um, I'm not mad about it. Like I'm content. I saw. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not that bad. 
initially but then again as a Juve fan as a realistic soccer fan knowing how you know European nights are it's like okay this could go very easily sideways backwards oh yeah so I'm grateful going into it my mindset is that okay we should have this um but then again it's my mindset has been like that for so many years in Europe so it's like and and I've been disappointed a couple times so um so I'm taking it lightly but you know considering who we could have drawn and the fact that we could have finished second and gotten even worse. Like if we were in Barca's spot right now, it'd be a different ball game. Right. Uh, so you know what? I'll take it. I'm, I'm content with it. And uh, I'm interesting. I'm interested to see how the, you know, the squad shapes up uh, for the first round for sure. Yeah. Especially when you see as the first draw Man City and, uh, and Borussia Mönchengladbach going off the board right away. You're just like, Oh, here we go. We're going to get Atletico. And then Juve kept, you know, slipping back, slipping. And I'm like, oh, God, this is... But we got Porto. So, thankfully, uh, you know, the the balls were warm. And um, apparently some stats with Porto. Obviously, we've never lost in five previous European fixtures. One being the Cup Ordinators Cup final, uh, 2-1 win in 1984. We also played them in... 2001 over two legs with us win- with Juve winning 3-1. First leg was 0-0 on the road in Portugal. Very seems very fitting. Um, and then obviously in uh, well, because just such a tough place to play in Portugal. That's the thing. I mean, maybe we're lucky we don't have to deal with any fans. Um, well, I guess there's still a little time for that, but it's not looking like fans are going to be able to come back. Um and then again in 2017 when we faced them in the round of 16 as well. 2-0 to Juve and 1-0. Um, well, that was obviously on the road and then 1-0 at home. And an easy 3-0 uh, on route uh, to, I believe, what was that? The Real Madrid debacle? 2016? <laughs> I think that's when you made... or no was it 16-17 no if that was 16-17 then that's when we made the finals I was going to say that's Cardiff here I'm pretty sure so then yeah that was on road to playing Barca and then playing Monaco yeah I think it was then so again we I think that was the year though wasn't it the year that we didn't really feel good and then we go like it wasn't great and then we went on to beat Porto and everyone was kind of like okay and then we got Barcelona, and then we smacked them, and then everyone started to believe. Or I'm not even sure. You know what? I'm getting I I get too many years. Too many. When they're years. too close. Yeah. There's like five years apart. I know the difference. Yeah, it's too it's too close now. It's yeah. too close to. I know who we played that year though, but now saying that being in 17 because 17 obviously would have been the. I second remember. Half. I remember it was Piazza who scored. Yeah. Piazza yeah, and um, in the third jersey with the zebra stripe. Yes, yeah, no, exactly. I see it now. I exactly. see it now. Okay, but yeah, no, um, that should be an interesting tie. Like I said, no fans, so you won't have to worry about the atmosphere there. But again, with Portuguese, and I, I think I'm gonna have Rui on because he's a Porto fan, so uh, from Ooh. Red Card Report, so uh, that'll be yeah, fun. That'll be interesting, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we can, you know, we can't play down to teams and. As soon as Juve does that, then things go sideways. Yep. Um, so again, let's see. Uh, let's see what happens in. Uh, where's my dates? Here they are. Obviously, February seventeenth at at Porto, and March 9th at home in Juventus Stadium. 
it's weird how they put them so far apart. Uh, and then they it's like weird, right? And then the they like com- they and then they compact games uh, towards the end. But anyways, I won't get into uh, UEFA's this, uh... this year. Yeah, this year's a mess. Just the <laughs> fact that we have a CDI game tomorrow on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? No? Like they got. Well, I mean, we're handcuffed with the Euros, right? Like they have nowhere to move, right? If they didn't move it, then maybe you could have said, okay, take a little bit longer, because no. next the year after is going to be, or like the next couple of years are going to be fucked up too because of the World Cup. Everything's everything's a mess. Trust me. So it's going to be a mess for like yeah. six, seven years. <laughs> yeah, until they figure. Like they're gonna. Have, I, I think they might even have to count, like put two events maybe in the same year just to try to figure things out because. Yeah. Like, it won't be the bigger ones, but like you'll see maybe like the women's World Cup at the same time as like the Olympics. Yeah. And make it work somewhere. Because if you keep it's, pushing, it's going to be crazy. It's, yeah, it's going to be crazy. And yeah, hopefully we can resolve it and everything go back together soon. I know the vaccines are out, but again, um, if you want to take it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> take it. Ha- have faith in the system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a risk at the, at your own expense. Exactly. Yeah. So, obviously, some transfer stuff. We started with Pogba Dybala. Um, I guess that would have been in view of, of Barcelona um, when all of this started. So, I guess when Champions League comes around, now that's also bringing up the big rumors. Um, or when Mino Raiola starts talking. Um, so, obviously, could leave in January, maybe with a loan, plus buy option to deal. That's been thrown around. Dybala swap, um, not possible in January, it happening in June, in the summer. I don't know what to believe in this bullshit anymore. I don't really care. I hope, I again, I said it in one of my tweets. I'm pretty sure Madrid's going to rock up on like the last day and just be like, oh, we're signing him. And then every, all the UV fans are going to freak out uh, after like telling us he's not leaving. And then all of a sudden, oh, we have a deal. So it's going to be the reverse uh, thinking that he's going to be coming and actually not at all. But that kind of started a, a shitstorm of things to come. So we get Dybala back in the game against Genoa. He goes off. Uh, obviously, could have had two, but, uh, you know, goes to the press conferences after. I believe it was with Sky. And obviously... I love Juventus, always wanted to stay, very loyal to the club. Um, some people say untrue things about my contract renewal. Figures to turn people against me. Nobody called my agent to talk about a new deal. People trust me the whole nine yards. We all heard that. Now we have the, the, the prestigious, I want to say, the prestigious <laughs> Tutto Sport Awards. <laughs> <laughs> when I read that, I'm like, am I reading this right? I wasn't Every, sure. Everybody was, everybody's like, oh, look, we won uh, Golden Boy. I'm like, dude, like literally it's run by an Italian newspaper now. Like if you think that's, I'm like, how, how many bills are slipped to give uh, Agnelli the best uh, owner award? Like, honestly, but don't, um, don't say anything you don't want to regret. Watch <laughs> it. They're going to show up at your door next week, man. <laughs> Uh, Bro, it, it's uh, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise. But anyways, so we go there. Obviously, Agnelli wins the best president, uh, or the best yeah best president award for the gold from Golden Boy. Um, fitting, Mino Raiola also wins the best agent <laughs> award. Um, but anyways, so 
now we, he gets, obviously, Agnelli gets asked a whole bunch of questions. And instead of going, look, we have contract discussions. I don't want to discuss it. You know, that's between us and the player, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, that's what some, that's what an actual smart, you know, dirigente and, you know, president would say. He goes and says the following. Let me get this right here. I heard Dybala's statements with great pleasure. His love for Juve is reciprocated. Sorry, this was after. But we see him as the next captain. So take this as after about of what I'm going to say. I understand Dybala has already received an offer that puts him in the top 20 of highest paid players in Europe. And he knows that. We calmly wait for his response. His, his, his ambition is to go in the top five. He's not there now and he knows it. He also mentioned that there was contact about a new deal. There was a new deal, and that was already given to him to contradict basically what Dybala is saying. Now, in my opinion, what I saw from Dybala was just an act of faith saying he loved the club. He just wanted to – he wasn't really trying to stir anything up. He was just saying, you know, I really enjoy being here. I know there's been a, you know, a lot of talk about the contract. And then we got Agnelli going, oh, he wants to meet, you know – we put an offer in for the as a top 20 player. He didn't accept it, blah, 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 this. And then also gives, it's like a double, as backhand, it's a compliment. and goes, oh, we love to hear that he wants it. And we see him as the next captain. <laughs> Anyways, what are your thoughts after, you know, hearing that? Because now we know that Dybala's entourage comes back and saying, well, the offer that he was talking about was presented last June. Um, but it didn't satisfy the demands. And also, um, what else did I say? Did I do that twice? Hold on. Uh, he was obviously recently in Turin, in Turin and there was no contacts. Um, and he's ready to meet with Juve. Um, again, what are your thoughts on hearing all that, uh, Luca? Well, well, after all these things were going around and, you know, retweets and opinions and again it seemed like everyone was posting a figure that could uh what the contract was what the first offer was this that and the other thing so give me your thoughts entirely on this whole jamboree of fun <laughs> jamboree of fun that's uh that's a good uh, way of describing it um truthfully i like look there's so many as you said there's so much information coming in coming out and i don't even have all of it like i said guy like i tried to compose this and i'm gonna have to possibly do a separate episode and like actually go over what everybody's been saying but there's literally been like hundreds of different figures getting what was offered new contract old contract uh offer came in didn't come in but anyways go ahead luca it just to say it's it's been crazy it has been crazy, but the way I see it, Dan, is that um, this is your typical, and I, I voiced this already, so people that actually yeah. see my tweets will know this. I see it as a typical, you know, okay, I'm not going to say, you know, top, uh, you know, world-class player, but, you know, a relatively talented right. player in a young age, situation, typical situation, contract issues or contract negotiations with a big club. It's right. always like this whether it's, you know, someone at Madrid or someone at PSG or, you know, someone maybe at Dortmund, um, the same issue will always happen. It'll be a back and forth between him, his agent, and the club. 
And I think in the end, um, it's it's normal, you know, to see them both saying these things that contradict. Um, so who do we believe? I say try to take the middle ground of both. You know, he probably did get an offer, knowing Juventus, they probably lowballed the shit out of it. Maybe <laughs> give him like eight mil a year, you know, just like here, take Kadita's salary yeah. and be happy with it. Um, which. If you look at a business perspective, it makes sense. You know, you always sure. start a low ball, especially negotiation. Um, but I think, you know, this is what I said to uh, my followers and to anyone that, you know, actually looks at my tweets. I think in the end, whatever happens, I think will be, um, I think it'll be more on Agnelli because I think Dybala knows basically what his worth is. And if Agnelli is not willing to, you know, offer it to someone young and actually talented, right. um, I think that's on him. And if he thinks that, you know, maybe we could do better and move on, he'll do it. Uh, not that I want to see it happen, but I think someone of Dybala's age, of Dybala's talent, you should focus on him. And I'm going to maybe get some heat. You might get some heat because of me saying this, but the kid's young. Well, he's young. He's still relatively in his prime and he's got potential. So why not? focus on him yeah. you know a lot of people are going to go off and say you know focus on Ronaldo focus on uh well, yeah no Ronaldo's the number one focus right but let's be honest between you and I as soccer fans as Juve fans Ronaldo can adapt he's a goal scoring machine no matter where you put him whether he gets 30 or 50 that's your question right, right. but if he's getting 30 and Nevada's getting 20 what's the difference you know right. if Dybala gets zero and Ronaldo gets 50 at the end you're still getting 50 but it's right. balanced um so I think I think I'm hoping honestly that at the end of this they figure it out they come down to some agreement right but I think it'll knowing Juventus and knowing how we do things it'll be like a shit show until it does happen or it'll magically just happen one morning and everyone's gonna be like oh exactly okay. <laughs> you know, you like know what it'll, the- it'll be like after like a three nil loss or something, just shocking performance. It'll be like, here's the Dybala contract exactly. just to appease everybody, just just to change this, the story. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've already taken heat for just the way I've reacted to this. Um, so you don't have to worry about that, Luca. <laughs> I, awesome. get enough, I get Perfect. enough heat, I get enough heat as it is. Um, Good. but look, I mean. I'm not going to get into my full opinion, but I'll just say this. And I think I was kind of, you know, hinting at where I was going with how I was, how I said the news. And look, if this is Paratici, that's fine. You know, that's the direct, as someone told me, Agnelli isn't dealing with the contracts. Okay. Well then why is he commenting on a player? You're the president of the club. You're the head of the club. You shouldn't be escalating or DS. You know what I mean? At, at minimum, you should be de-escalating the situation. And you come out where a player is like, I really want to be here. I'm really enjoying it. I'm doing well with Pirlo. And then all of a sudden, you're like, no, he's lying. We actually did give him an offer. Everything that was said was true, essentially. Really? You just want to open up the can of words? So that's why I think it's ego with this guy. Honestly, I, I've changed my opinion. Look, I've, I, I have total respect for what he's done in the past. But I've changed my opinion with Agnelli. This guy is an ego hunter like you would not believe. And there's no reason for you to open up a can of worms when, like I said, there's when he's obviously scoring again, 
Things seem to be going around the corner. Now what's the next question he's going to get? Oh, so why is your president saying uh, that basically there was an offer and that you guys were full of shit? That's the next thing. So this thing keeps gets prolonged and we're going to have to hear about it for now the next months and months and months because something wasn't put to bed saying, okay, we have, this is the time frame. We know when his contract ends. We're going to figure something out. That's between us and the player. Again, if this is something Paratici wants to come out or whatever, that's fine. He's the he's the guy that's signing these players. So to me, it doesn't make any sense for a president to be doing that. And to me, it's just it's it's ridiculous. It's like you know you you kind of struggling getting back at work, and then all of a sudden your boss is like, "Well, he's you know we're in contract talks," and you know to go into the media to a player. I mean, you look at what what's happened. That's usually chaos, you know. Um, that, that, that that's a chaos between two parties. So again, is he hinting that at the end of the day, it's not going to happen? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but then why say he's going to be the captain? We'd love to see, you know, like that, that, that's just the inconsistency, but that's always Juve, you know, that's always. So I, again, I wasn't really surprised. I just thought it was really foolish and really stupid really to come out and say that, especially when you're going to get teams that are going to jump on that as well. So we we're, now teams out there know, as I'm sure they already did, because they've heard this marathon for a year and a half. Um, and again, you just keep devaluing the guy. You know, every time you move towards saying we want to get rid of this guy, or you know, maybe we're not going to sign the contract, teams are just rubbing their hands, going, "Yep, there's another five million off the price," yeah. because they know we know he's not going to sign, so they're going to have to sell him. And if it gets too late, well, then they're going to start taking lower and lower. That's the typical Juve. That's the, the the easy mistakes that we make. And everyone's like, well, why are we so... Well, it's just easy shit like that that we don't do. You know, we don't know how to sell players. I mean, look, I mean, every, everybody will tell you that. We uh, we needed a uh, Pjanic Artur uh, swap just to save our bacon. And I mean, sure, it's, it's worked out, but... If uh, if we didn't have uh, you know Barcelona in their own throws, uh, who knows if that would have even happened? <laughs> to be honest, yeah. yeah, no, that's true. But uh, we'll see what happens, guys. I don't know. Um, I I don't know with all the stuff going out, Pogba, you know, different different moves. We're hearing like there's a guy from Porto, uh, Vieira, who's been linked. Deli Ali was just linked with the swap. <laughs> like, this is what I got to hear on a daily basis. And they wonder why I get pissed off all the time. It's like, why waste your breath? Like, again, that just, just shows you what the game's all about. Um, but anyways, we'll talk about a uh, an interesting, actually, comment that Bonucci made. Because if you do remember correctly, he was in the stands uh, against Porto. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So he did say, uh, with Juve Porto, my career had the extraordinary and rare opportunity to take a step forward. 1,391 days have passed since that match. I'm like, damn, I don't know if that was the quote, but I'm like, damn, if you got that number down to a, a figure, like that's like, you've really thought about that game. <laughs> um, but days that have taught me how important it is for a player to be able to put aside personal ego for the good of the team. I want to make the most of it. With motivation, passion, and love for the shirt I wear. So just an interesting comment. But I was like, damn, man, that must have really bothered you. 1,391 days, eh? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't put the hours and the minutes in there, too. That would have been like... 
Yeah. So obviously, I didn't hear the uh, I didn't hear the interview, but I may, I mean, maybe the the journalist tossed that to him or something. That's the only thing maybe I can think of. But jeez. Um, yeah, weird. That's 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 an interesting quote. Um, but let's get into the match facts, guys. Obviously, at J Stadium tomorrow, December sixteenth, uh, six thirty p.m. CEST, ten thirty a.m. Mountain, nine thirty a.m. Pacific, twelve thirty p.m. Eastern. I don't know why they put it on the ten thirty. Seria. Um, yep. But yeah, I guess they want that extra thirty minutes so people can get out of work or something. I don't know. Take my Anyways. lunch break. Well, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's yes. like they have games at 10 a.m. And what is it, 10 and 1, I think? Or 10 and 12.45? So, yeah, okay, sure. We're the only game, we're the feature match. At, yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we're the only one tomorrow that's like at that time. It's weird. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get into our record. 6-5-0, and 23 points in fourth place. Atalanta's at 5-2-3 and with 17 points. Not too far off the pack in ninth. Uh, but a little bit lower than, you know, where I at least thought they would be uh, this season. Uh, did you think Atalanta was going to be in the top four uh, at your beginning? Or were, did you expect a, a drop-off, obviously, having European football again? And, uh, you know, again, oh, it's tough, right? It, no, 100%. I did not expect it. I don't think anybody expected it. I think after their performance last year, I think everybody expected them to at least – not only perform at where they were, but to at least exceed that. But right. as my friend, you know, like cleverly told me, while everyone else actually did something in the transfer window, they yeah. didn't do anything. You know, it's not like they had uh, much to worry about, but like in terms of their team was still good. They still had right. the same great players and great chemistry, but you, you know, the profits you made from the Champions League, why don't you put that into maybe signing one, two players, you know? Um, obviously they got, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name from us, uh, in defense, Romero, Romero. There we go. I don't, yeah. Was that was a loan or it was a loan. I believe it's a loan. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. we so can't they, sell, like I said, so it's gotta be a loan. <laughs> it's gotta be a loan. That's what I figured. I, it was a sale or a loan. I wasn't sure, but, um, no, we, so we sold, um, what's his name? We sold that youth product. That's who you're thinking of. Oh yes. Yes. You're right. Uh, shit. Anyways, name slipping my mind, but. Me too. <laughs> um, aside, aside Romero, like, like they didn't really make any big moves in the market, which they should right. have because, you know, look at the profit they made. They probably made enough to cover their wage bills for a year in a matter of just getting out of the group stage. So yeah, exactly. Um, I was surprised because they had a they had a great start to the season, and you saw it. They were banging in five goals a game again, and I was like, oh shit, here we go again. But there was a point. I think it was once they started the Champions League, and it's just like it just went down at one point. They just got ruined by Napoli that first. I think it was Napoli. Yeah, they got exactly. ruined that one game. It was like oh. four one. I think it was. Yeah, and it was like okay, guys, four one or four nil, something like that. Yeah, and right after that, it's been downhill. It's been up and down. I mean, they had some. Look, look, they got to the they got through the group stage, and yeah. you know they're doing okay now. But uh, now Real. <laughs> Yo, God, and rail on the up not yeah. real at the not real at the beginning of the season rail no, real no. that's one yeah, yeah. against atletico madrid exactly um but Talk about uh, a break <laughs> it definitely won't be an easy game tomorrow though that's for sure i don't think it's no. gonna be like you said it's gonna be one of those games where we're gonna actually have to earn the three points it's not gonna be i think it's uh, gonna be a close. sneaky game i think it's gonna be a sneaky we think uh we're better than we are kind of game and, and we we've had those well, look, I mean, we'll get into some last few games. Like, uh, 
we've had that before let's yeah. <laughs> let's yeah, uh, we're not we're not uh, we're not we're not uh, unfamiliar with that is what i'm trying to say <laughs> um but again look they got through the group um good for them but this just proves like when you have extra games you know like what juve's done again i would say albeit the league ha- was weak weaker than what it should have been over a run of nine but it's tough to win and win consecutively. I'm talking about the Scudetto when you have to play that extra midweek for how long we've had to do it some years yeah. uh, all the way up to the final. So look, Atalanta team, okay, like you said, doesn't have our budget, didn't make as many signings. They're struggling and they have that midweek, Wednesday, Tuesday night game. So it's it, it's a lot of extra work. That's what teams don't understand. You know, you look at the teams like Merda and I'm sure Milan, will look, and they're going to come into the same uh, they could, they, they could, even in the past few years, they could barely stand in the Europa League on a Thursday night, and that's almost worse because you, you're so much closer to the yeah. to the weekend. So, mm-hmm. look, it just proves it ain't easy. So you, you got you got to come up with a lot more than just talk and you know thinking you can win the Scudetto, especially when you're in Europe. So again, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a sneaky fixture. Top score for us, obviously Ronaldo and Serie. A. Uh, Papu Gomez and uh, Muriel on four goals each for Atalanta, but they have a lot of balance scoring. Uh, there's a lot of other players that have at least a couple uh, goals uh, to their name. Uh, the form for Atalanta, win, draw, two draws, a loss, and a win. Um, for them, for us, draw, win, draw, double, back-to-back wins, actually, uh, for the first time in all season, I would say. Jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy to hear that stat. But yeah, I mean, hey, have we deserved to win two games in a row? I don't think so. Um, it's we've had a lot of shambolic performances uh, that we've that again we 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 out talent and can come come up with draws. And I mean, sure, you could say you need those for you know winning the scudetto. That that makes a difference. Yeah, it does. But look, if you don't have the if you don't have talent and you know eventually the luck the whole, the rub of the green is going to run out i'm telling you like it's slowly as these few years have been going like it's been getting less and less um surely the club can see that um Kellini Demiral out for us obviously uh like i said before Ilicic as well as Pasalic and Caldara will be out for Atalanta but again like i hinted to the past few games um Let's go back to January 30th, 2019. Um, I, if you all remember that one greatly, we got shut out on the road, 3-0. Oh, 2-3, yeah. Um, Zapata had two goals, and then uh, I can't remember who the other one was, but it was he scored the first two, and we looked awful. Um, and that was in Ronaldo's first season, <laughs> if you remember correctly. 3-0. Oh, um drubbing and I, I don't know if i want to say that was the beginning of the end for allegri but um that one definitely didn't help his uh yeah it did not help his and i don't i, I want to say that's that was that might have been right before champions league too if i remember correctly knowing how Antalanta was and then we come higher. out with like an atletico I, th- yeah. I, I want to say there was something i wouldn't around be surprised there. like because i know two seasons ago like atalanta wasn't the team they were last season so yeah. it wasn't like we're going in with our full best 11. No, no. Yeah. We went in with like maybe, you know, or some subs in there. So I wouldn't, be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a midweek game against Atletico. I really wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah, for sure. And then obviously the last, I want to say that it would have probably been the the last game or close to the last game. 1-1 with Atalanta draw in that same season. So we did not win at all um, against Atalanta in, in 2018-2019. Ilicic and Mandzukic share the goals. Um, then we obviously get into the COVID year, as I'm going to call it. Uh, November 23rd, we play Atalanta, winning 3-1. Gosens opens up the scoring. Uh, Dopieta, Higuain, and Dybala to uh, finish them off. That was a brutal game, though. I, I, I remember that very well. It was, <laughs> I did not expect to win that game. No, because I think we looked like shit at the we beginning of that game. terrible, <laughs> yeah. We looked and then really we barely out. saved our ass. I think Dybala scored like in the last minute, uh, yeah. if I remember, before mm-hmm. I put it in. Um, but yeah, it did not look good at all. And then obviously the next game we played them in that same season didn't happen until July 11th. 2020 um zapata opens the scoring cr7 obviously ties and then we're like okay well we're probably going to share this but malinovsky then scores a cracker if i might add yeah that was a nice goal i remember and then ronaldo saves the one point uh with with his goal um but yeah the last few years have been uh interesting to say so again expect expect an interesting game tomorrow i mean who knows maybe this could just break the trend completely and just be like atalanta's kind of like not really functioning and you know we just kind of blow them out but again i i still i I don't see that happening to be honest just the way we've been playing sorry guys yeah no the uh, the odds (laughs) as much as we'd all love to see it the odds are against us on that one. Like, it's not going to be a 3-0 washout. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not going to slap Atalanta 3-0 tomorrow. And if we do, holy I'll be shit. Shot. Yeah, I'll be shocked. Yeah, yeah we got we to, gotta, like, take do a, like, a little pod on the side just to yeah. apologize for this. <laughs> for uh, sure, for sure. So yeah. let's kind of see who's going to be playing, obviously, tomorrow. Like I said, there's been some talk. Some people have been saying Alexandro might get rest. He might not. I'm thinking it's going to be 4-4-2, 3-4-1-2, split, obviously, in possession, defensive formation. Uh, Danilo, Bonucci, Delict, Cuadrado, Chiesa, Rabiot, McKinney, Ramsey, and Ronaldo and Morata coming back into the lineup. Um, Let's see, does Sky have anything a little bit different? No. Um, Let's see, what about DiMarzio? So, yeah, he said Danilo or Alexandro. And Ramsey or Chiesa. Um, but, and I actually having Kulusevsky in the lineup. So that's what Demarzio is putting out. So Demarzio saying Kulusevsky on the right and either Chiesa or Ramsey on the left. And okay, so a little bit different. I mean, again, take it with a grain of I think Sky's been wrong like every every freaking game this season. I don't know if anyone wants to fact check that and like post that in the comments. That would be amazing. Yeah. I don't particularly have the time to do that, but um yeah, I'm pretty sure they're wrong every week. It hasn't been very good for them, I can tell you that. Like there's always something. Like I remember was it a week ago or two weeks ago they had Demiral playing as a right wing and we're just like yeah, as exactly. a right wing back. We're like, what the f- you guys doing you know no they had demiral as like a right back and then yeah. they had what's his name um who was it i know i know which i know exactly which one you're talking about well instead of quadrat no wait yes it was back? it was quadrat it was like quadrat like it was the weirdest shit too yeah like they had the swat this the spots switched up but you know what we know anyway. exactly kind of how we're gonna play <laughs> look 
we know the formation is going to stay the same. If yeah. Pirlo changes that all of a sudden, it's news to everybody. What the hell's going on yet? Yeah. What I could bet my money on if I was a betting man, um, Arturo didn't play against Genoa. So I see him starting because of that. Yes, uh, I said, I said Rabiot. I do see Artur, sorry, in the Sky Sports. I did. Yeah, no, Artur for me is starting because he didn't play that game. Right. I'm surprised he didn't come in as a sub, but either way. Um, whether Pirlo goes with a three-man midfield again, pushing McKenny up, we don't know. Um, but if, if Dybala is not starting, that means Kulusevsky might. Um, but I, you know, like what I prefer and what I think will happen are two different things. Right. Uh, but I definitely think and prefer Artur to start because I think yeah. he, the rest, plus he deserves it, et cetera, et cetera. That's the only one I could bet on, for sure. And if McKenney is going to start, I would like to see him with uh, Artur. I don't know if we've seen that yet. Uh... Uh, starting and just them two as the pivots, we have not seen. But so, yeah, them, so I want to see, definitely I want to see that. That'd be that beautiful. I, I'm on your side for that. I'd like to see it, and I'd like to analyze it more. Yeah, and see if it really works from the get-go, right? I mean, yeah. it's going to be good competition. It looks like, um, you know, Atalanta is going to be playing in a very similar formation. It'll be cool. It is, it's going to be somewhat close. 3-4-2-1 instead of 3-4-1-2. Um, Golini yeah. in goal. Toloi, Romero in uh, Jimisti. Or Jimsiti. Jimsiti, uh, yeah. Uh, Atibor, Darun, Froiler, and Gosens as your four. Pessina and Gomez as the two, and Zapata up top. That makes sense. Again, let's see how we go up against a team that I think they'll gun with us. Um, that's for sure. Um, we know that we know that Atalanta can score goals. Yeah, that we know, but we can't. It's obviously they haven't had the let's say the accessibility to doing that. Right. I suppose last year, you know, like they could do it, but they need. First of all, to get that first one, and they need a team where they're gonna let them do that. So I think if you know we get someone like Delict on Zapata's ass the entire game, we should be okay. Nullify. Don't put Bonucci on him. That's all I ask, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but I mean, look, uh, with all this talk about Gomez, I mean, there's so much you could say, but I think, I think it'll play a mental aspect. I think maybe he won't have the best game. Uh, and I'm hoping he doesn't have the best game. As much as I love yeah. the guy, I'm hoping he, you know, shits the bed a bit. Uh, but we'll see. Because if they start scoring, forget it, you know. See, but look, I mean, they still have that four. Like, that four really scares the shit. Like, Hatibor, Derun, Freuler, and Gosens. Gosens. It's scary. Like, it's... that's pretty nasty. Um, I know, right? Ugh. And and then you don't even have to like that's not even bring it into the fact you have Zapata up top who's who bangs or, goals in for fun or Gomez behind them just yeah, exactly like, oh so but they have been great you've seen it we've all seen it yeah been too great again and that almost you know it it points to you know what everybody's been talking about about this locker room bust up but I mean that can change things I mean look at Cardiff I mean sorry to bring that up but no no hundred percent I would like, I would have said the same thing it's the same situation <laughs> it's that all over again. Yeah. So, obviously, we've already talked about some of the keys to the match. I think we don't want to underestimate their turmoil. Um, but as long as we bring that energy from the get-go and kind of press them and not let them do what they want, I think we can definitely cause some damage. But this crossing, I want to talk about this quickly um, before we make our predictions. What are we doing <laughs> with this crossing? Like, it's turning into a leg reball. Like, Genoa... Piss me the hell off. I I, I I had trouble enough rewatching that game. 
because it was just so mind-boggling how Pirlo keeps going to this. And look, it seems at times where McKinney and Rabiot get too far out of place that Bentoncourt is on one side of like a cloud of opponents and you have everyone almost in like a line. It doesn't happen all the time, but I find when we do try and, you know, and then it's either long balls or, you know, trying to pass it around the back and, you know, refresh the ball, um, recirculate the ball. But what are your thoughts? Like, are you like, do you like, it seems like we've needed, you know, these perfect crosses and then to win games almost in a sense. You look at some of the, you know, some of the praise that Cuadrado's got for getting his assists. Well, that was like after 20 crosses. I mean, the one Morata goal was after 20, 19 crosses. Sorry. His was the 20th. That was the yeah. assist. Um, I think we had 25 crosses in the game against Genoa. So I'm not making this shit up, guys. You might think I'm like, oh, yeah, he just wants to say Allegri's name again because he hates Allegri. No, there was – go check the stats. There was like 20-odd, some odd crosses. I'm pretty sure it was 25. Um, but it just seems like we don't have the team for it at all. Like, sure, I mean, Ronaldo can go up and get balls, but how many times are we putting those perfect crosses? <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a recipe for success. You got you to look at the, it's a numbers game, right? Right. Um, and this goes back to, like you said, like a reg, uh, the Allegri days, because, I mean, if you look at our style of play back then, it was, I might say similar, but look, when you guys had, when you got guys like Cristiano, well, before Cristiano, either way, you still had Mandzukic, yeah. you still had guys that, you know, can get up on the ball. Um, I mean, Iguain was, yeah. I'm not going to say lethal in the air, but not bad. Painted. But, <laughs> but like that, it took us somewhere, right. right? The problem I have is that I don't see it being a way to win in yeah. Europe. Maybe in Serie A, maybe, but we're seeing it diminish a bit. You know, the defenders are getting bigger. They're getting uh, smarter in that sense. And although, it, you know, we'll get that one or two out of 25, I don't see it being the most effective way, especially when you have the likes of guys like, uh, well, obviously Morata's, you know, just as effective as maybe Ronaldo is, but you you put in someone like Dybala, that's it. You got you're down to one guy, just Ronaldo. And if yeah. you got two defenders on him, that's it. He's done. Exactly. So, I'm or you need the perfect ball, right? Like it exactly. needs to be perfect. On, and then I believe that. Like, look, the fact that McKinney scored a header in in the in the derby, I was like, holy shit. Uh, not not that I'm not that I'm questioning McKinney's abilities. I'm 100% behind the kid, but like a header from him. Yeah, exactly. No, it's like it's it's like seeing Dybala score at her. It's, it's it's well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same. It's Perfect the same situation. Analogy. So, I'm on your side in saying that I don't think it's the best way to go. I think with the players we have, I think we should be playing more through the lines, especially when we have playmakers like. Well, I'm gonna might get some heat here, but guys like Ramsey, guys like Dybala, guys like Artur, who could make those two balls perfectly. Yeah. Why aren't we getting more of that? You know, like we saw a bit at the beginning of the season with Ramsey and he was doing a great job with it. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously between his injuries, his form and uh, the formations, it's dropped off a bit, but I'm hoping to see it again because I think that's where we're the dead. Well, that's where we are more effective. Uh, when we play out wide, we look like we're going to cross, but then you, you know, you, you slot it up top and it's just like, shit, Ramsey's got it. Okay. It's not the best situation when Ramsey's got a full like line of sight because he's not the guy to ping a top corner as much as I want him to be. Um, but you know, like 
when you're watching you're like oh shit this is deadly you know yeah this could be it um but obviously it's not always the case so well just guess... the, the first dibala goal is is what i mean by how we can break teams apart just by finding the right route and the right run i mean you look at McKenney just obviously even just with a header like just dinks the ball into open space he's off to the races cuts That's in bang yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's so simple that like we could t- like and sure there, there, there's a there's a, a comment to be made about you know teams that park the bus and really stack tight lines that's fine but there's ways to you know open up when you're on like when your runs are on and your ball's like perfect even a tight line can be beaten by by a good run um where I find, and again, I don't want to be misunderstood because people are probably like, well, you know, he's thinking all crosses. I'm not talking about all crosses. I'm talking about the typical UV crosses where it's like, okay, put the ball wide. Okay, everybody prepare. He's going to hit the ball into the middle. Okay, uh, he did hit the ball in the middle. He missed everybody. Okay, do it again. Like, look, there's times where we've gone to, you know, really close to the side, either side of the box, put in a low cross, sharp low cross, or cut it back. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying in terms of, you know, your standard, what we've seen with Allegri, what he would used to do is just send balls in and try and find the perfect cross. And 95% of the time we would either, we'd be tied at that point. So either you're not losing any point, you, you, you'd gain a point because you drew the team or you'd find the perfect ball and you'd win the game on like a two one or a one nil or something like that. That's how it would work with Allegri. We got to get away from that because again, it doesn't work. You're, you're going to go up against better teams who are going to find the answer. And again, Torino almost did it um, for how long they did. And then obviously, again, you know, the team that they have is, you know, showed the weakness and got tired and, you know, we broke them open. But again, if you're going to do that and the team's going to park the bus and they're going to clear everything out, and then if you have a good team like an Ajax where they'll counter your ass and then and then they'll screw you there, look. Ouch, ouch. Like I said, it, we, I, we've seen the damage that's done that can be done to the squad. Yeah. So we have all the examples in the world to know <laughs> how we can get screwed over. Um, but anyways, that's, that, that, that's a pretty good summary of you know what we could see happening tomorrow again. I hope it's a good game. I hope we come out with effort, motivation, intensity. Uh, we don't, you know, play down to a team that can definitely hurt us and has hurt us in the past. So again, let's get into some predictions. Luca, what do you think? What do you say? Oh, shit. This is documented. <laughs> recording is on. Yeah, recording's on. <laughs> you know what? Oh, crap. I feel like as a fan... And everyone watching and listening is going to be like, we expect a positive, you know, like prediction. Whatever, man. Like, no, honestly, I don't care. Like, no, look, no, but like, I feel, I feel like I had, fan, I had Albert on here saying Milan was going to win the season. So it is what yeah, it is. No, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm against that. And I, oh, I feel okay. like as a fan, I want that positive, you know, prediction. Yeah. Head, but I don't know if that's going to happen, right? Yeah. So look, if we win, I think. You know, if we have a good game, we're going to win by one. So it's a 2-1 or a 3-2 okay. or a 1-0. But if we lose, we're losing by two. It's going to be like a shot. We're going to get slapped. if we be a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the two for me. And 
I think it's all going to depend on the starting lineup, what uh, Pirlo decides to go with. Um, if he, you know, decides to just fucking throw shit at the wall and hope it sticks. Like if he puts Kulu and uh, Bernadeschi on yeah. to start, I don't know. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's you know. another thing. Actually, we didn't even touch on that, but like the 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 the, the rotation mm. is just getting very annoying. <laughs> well, you know what? Like Tomorrow, especially like there's no like uh, it just see I know he's trying to rest guys but it's it seems like it's different every year like some years it's like we're using the same guys for 15 in a row then we're using like we're changing formations every year it's like with Allegri it was like oh we're gonna just start changing formations and then you know Sadi was very typical okay we're using the same guys like we use four 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 three three for I don't know how many games in a row yeah um. And now it just seems like over rotation for this, the, you know, like we can play these guys a few games. I know you want to rest them, but we can play a similar lineup for like two, three games in a row. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Uh, really weird. Uh, but, but anyways. You know, oh, it, yeah, go. Weird. No, no, I'm sorry to bother you, but it, no, it no, is weird. And I want to make this clear. As weird as it is, I, I'm, as a fan, I'm okay. happy and content to see that at least, you know, we have a bench where it's like, Okay, yeah. this is what we can do. You I know? would agree. Like, if we look back, and we talked about Cardiff a lot, why not? If we look back to Cardiff, if you look at our bench, oh, what, God. The f- what the F were you bringing onto that field? You know, you look now, and I'm like, okay, I got game changers on this bench. You know, sure, right now, if it was up to me, I wouldn't start guys like Kulusevsky or Bernadeski, but these guys are still talented players and they could right. change if they want to. You know, yeah. back in the day, if you had guys like Lemina, coming on the freaking field at, uh, against Madrid in the you know in a Champions League final it's like I'm sorry buddy but <laughs> I don't have faith in you <laughs> you know so um yeah it's I, I and I know what you mean over rotation it, it is scary because we don't really see a consistency and you know we saw the opposite last season uh but I'm not angry about it at least this season I can right. say you know if and, you know this guy comes on that's a good point because now we're actually seeing guys getting playing time like even guys that you don't need you you see Dragusin coming in on the end of the game there you know you see some young guys so look I'm not not faulting him for that well my point is we haven't found the best in us yet even having Barcelona Mm -hmm. so until you find that best you're kind of like well are we kind of I'm not saying half-assing it but like are we kind of like playing it out, making it work as we go kind of thing. But now let me ask you as a fan, you know, in your mind, you know, your best 11, right? I, cause I know I could put down my best 11, what I think would be the best. Yeah. I th- having everybody healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I we think- could see it. We're just hoping Pirlo could see it. Right? Well, yeah, it's just, uh, it's weird. It's just, it seems weird. We gotta, we gotta, I'm gonna have to wait a couple more uh, games to, to really, have an opinion on it because we'll see obviously we're going to have this game Atalanta Parma and then Fiorentina before the end of the the uh the year so we'll see what happens for me the prediction guys though I know it's been a long-winded a uh, little end to it to end to this year but I'm going to go 3-1 um Ronaldo Morata Dybala is going to come on as a sub and you got to spread it out because my predictions have been all over the place. So hedge yeah, your you, bets. If you know anything, if you guys want some tips on gambling, you got to hedge your bets sometimes. You can't just throw it all on and the stock market. So make sure, <laughs> make sure, you, make sure you have a good, 
if you're gonna have a, if you're not if you're just gonna start trying to bet on the stock market make sure you got a good hedge make sure you got a stop loss and make sure uh make sure you don't put too much money down that's all i gotta say oh god gamble responsibly ladies and gentlemen <laughs> but anyways yeah. Luca, it's been a pleasure. I uh, thank, thank you for you know we could finally get you on and I could finally you know get my ass together, uh, get my all my uh, ducks in a row. But it's been a pleasure to have you on. We're definitely gonna have you on. Uh, in, we, it's not gonna be this long. I'll just say that uh, between <laughs> podcasts. But uh, yeah, thank you for having uh, you know bringing your opinions and and being able to make it out tonight. As I said at the beginning. It's more than a pleasure. And, uh, you know, if you ever need me, I'm not far away. Just a couple of provinces over. For sure. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So, guys, let's have a good game tomorrow. You know the avenues. Obviously, thanks for the, uh, you know, 100 subs and climbing. We just got over 500 on Twitter. So, um, we took a shellac. I mean, hey, we were the lowest out of all the 30, what was it, 32, 36 in that bracket. So, we put in a fine effort. Um, that 15% who voted for me thank you guys so much the rest that didn't vote for me no I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding guys obviously look we went up against an account with that's a news account with 50,000 I mean you did your best I was not shocked to right. say the to say the least so right, but anyways exactly. just to be in that top top you know 36 or whatever it was it, it was an honor I can say that uh, mm-hmm. to everybody but I got again please sub if you haven't Please like um, YouTube, Spotify, Pod, Podbean, uh, iTunes. What else do we got? Google Podcasts. We got them all, I think. So you'll be able to find links, obviously, in the description. And, uh, yeah, Twitter will be the first place to find out. And as always, guys, thank you for all the support. And fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao, ciao.